Hi everybody, this is Charlie Guarino. Welcome once again to Tech Talk SMB. Today's guest is no stranger to the IBMI community, an expert in PHP and many other open source technologies. I am very happy to introduce Alan Seiden. Alan, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Charlie. Great to be here. Absolutely. Alan, you've been using PHP on IBMI since 2005. For many developers that I know, open source is a brand new offering or a recent addition to what we can do with this great platform. Obviously, that's not the case. When you first started using PHP way back when, what were you seeking to do? How were you trying to use it? And what were you trying to accomplish? I was looking for a way to bring newer and different technology to the IBMI that was mainstream that would work with what was here, work with the existing investments in RPG code and other things like net.data code that I was using. And I got out at that time, we had all these meetup groups, it wasn't meetup groups, user groups and things. And I went around and asked people, I learned what open source was. Open source gives you control over your destiny. That's the way I think of open source. It gives you control over your destiny. Nobody can take open source away from you. So you can continue to work with it. It improves through the community. No, like no one company can stop it. So I love that part about it. But uh, I discovered PHP at that time. I went around that for web applications. That looked like the way to go. And then I was thrilled when it seemed to, that IBM was taking an interest in it. I saw a presentation by IBM. I thought, oh, this is good. And I got involved and saw this is coming to the IBM. I. And Zed was there and um, got, got involved and became... Uh, helpful probably because I had my own requirements that I could talk about to IBM and Zend at that time and um, started writing articles about it. And uh, here we are, kept going with PHP and now Python, Node, Git. And there's now open source really has grown and it became part of IBM's stated strategy for the IBM I platform. It's funny you mentioned that about the what I'm calling the explosion of adoption, but that wasn't always the case. You did mention that you started with PHP, and there was a time when PHP was the um, the only game in town, so to speak, uh, as far as being able to run natively in IBMI. And I think there was some there was some slow adoption in the beginning, but it, it has increased, as you also said, and you also mentioned uh, new, newer technologies that are now available. And, and as you said, Python and Node, things like that. What do you, what do you attribute to the, uh, what I'm going to, still going to call the explosion of adoption? What, what, what's, what are some of the reasons for that? One reason now in recent times is that IBM has made it very easy, very easy to install open source on the IBMI, to install it and try it. Before you had to have special knowledge. I mean, PHP was fairly easy because IBM actually shipped it on their, D, on their um, CDs or DVDs and then you could download it and stuff. But um, to do anything else, it was, you had to kind of find where it was. Now you just have to have, even you don't even need to know uh, commands. You can use ACS, Access Client Solutions. So I'll just throw that in there, Charlie. I know you're a fan of Access Client Solutions also, ACS. It's free with your IBM account. Download I love that. ACS, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal tool. It has something for everybody. So I would say number one is get ACS and have the latest version. I know upgrading is not an automatic update, but just learn how to do it. You, there's resources. One of Charlie's previous iChime meetings covered that. So get ACS and you will see under the tools menu, there is a um, uh, open source management uh, window. And if you get that, it'll set up the environment for you. And uh, you can see all the different 
uh, applications, not all of them, but the ones that IBM provides. So you could have curl wget. I mean, years ago, I wrote an article for MC Press Online about curl, and the, you really had to jump through some hoops to get it. Now it's right there with a click, just a click on that window, you can install curl, which is a way of, uh, I called it, my article was called like talk to the internet with curl. From the IBM I, now you could go and reach out and pull uh, content from different places on the internet to your IBM I. So um, that's one reason, IBM strategy, and they fulfilled it. And this yum, yum command and ACS, it uses industry standard methods. So anyway, that's one thing. Second is younger people coming to the platform who may be accustomed to the Linux uh, platform outside of IBM I. They come here and open source is very familiar to them using this uh, command lines and shells and SSH terminals and uh, yum and RPM, all that is very familiar to them and it makes them happy to be able to work with that on the I. The platform is not strange. Well, it's strange, but that they don't have to deal with this, the differences. They can kind of deal in a world that they understand. That's another thing about open source. Another reason for this explosion of open source adoption is I think corporate acceptance, even IBM, IBM attorneys were wary at first. Like, well, can we really be responsible for code that's created collaboratively? And then same with ordinary companies too. People have gotten used to open source being there, perhaps because of Linux, Linux operating system being so popular. Another reason is uh, developers can try it without having to purchase something. Open source generally is either completely free of charge or has a free uh, tier to it, usually a free uh, version free version that you could try. So that has a lot of functionality. So developers can try it, experiment. You can also try it on your PC without trying it on IBMI first. Say, oh, let me like try PHP, Python, Node, Git or whatever, and do it on your PC. Try it there, your own computer and get your confidence up. And then you say, look what I can do, manager and bring it onto the I, or maybe you are a manager and you understand. So I think those are four reasons. Just so you know, I, I've written down Many more than four. And I, I do okay. want to back up on some of these because some of these are quite, quite interesting to me. The All first right. one you mentioned, of course, is the, the easier deployment of, AC, of open source in general. Mm -hmm. That's with ACS. Mm -hmm. you know, when I open up that list uh -huh. of what's available to run on IBMI, yeah. uh, the list that gets populated is dozens long or maybe even hundreds long. There are so many different mm -hmm. things on there. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of the problem for, for anybody who's, who's – um, not conversant in this technology, they see all these different things and they don't understand exactly what they're looking at. And, right. and I often wonder if some of those different things that are available today, are they, are they um, similar, similar functions of each other? How do you know which, which particular technology you yeah. want to use? How do you get started with this? Mm -hmm. it, I, I'd say you should, first of all, just take a look at that and see what's available, see what catches your eye. You may have heard of some of those tools from somewhere. But I think starting kind of in an abstract way, it's good to have an abstract understanding, okay, what's open source? It means community collaboration. It means these are tools that go beyond the needs of one company that many, many companies need. It's something that's not produced by one vendor, even though vendors may contribute to it. It's something that we can contribute to as individuals. We can actually even improve the documentation of tools or make requests or file issues with them. It's, we can see what, they're, what the developers of these tools are thinking about where they're going with it, what their direction is. That's true of all open source, even like the PHP toolkit that I help work on, XML service from IBM, or a PHP itself, we're contributing to PHP and all the modules there, IBM DB2, we're contributing to those. You can see what we're thinking and contribute your own thoughts. That's the philosophical background of it. But in terms of what to do, I think you, if you have a purpose in mind, like say, okay, I need to transfer 
files from my IBM I to another computer or somewhere else or to my phone or something. There may be a tool to do that, like rsync, R-S-Y-N-C, rsync, or um, perhaps you want to test your connection. Let's see, is my IBM I connected to the internet? Can I actually, I'm having problems with connectivity. Let me try something. You could use curl or wget curl and then the URL and you say, oh yeah, I can down, I can go to google.com and download something from there or not. So this, these tools may help you like as utilities or if you have an application, you're you hear the business has a need for some kind of application, you consider consider open source as a tool for that too. So let, let's let's get into that for a minute. You make you, with, with there's this umbrella called open source, but yet mm -hmm. open source encompasses so much. So it's it it could be a programming language, it could be a tool. Right. What else? What else right. can open source be? Can it be? Is it anything that's? So I, I guess my question is: is, is anything that's out there? that's quote unquote free, is that considered open source? Not necessarily. It could be, there used to be the concept of freeware. They used to have these floppy disks, if you remember that freeware and shareware. <laughs> and that just means there's no charge to you, but it doesn't mean um, that you can see the source code behind it. That vendor could stop could stop developing that that software. And even though it's free, you, you're, you're out of luck. You have no recourse. With open source, the source code is available. It's out there. And so you could even take it on yourself or improve it or learn from it see how it was done. And I find projects have a long life. With open source, there's a long life, like um, PHP Toolkit, we worked on it and then we kind of let it go for a while, couple of years. And now we're coming back because of the new PHP versions that are coming out in our, our Community Plus and the different community versions, we're kind of coming back to it. And I would say um, enhancing it again and thinking about what's possible now with IBM I, it, is, it exists now with the capabilities of IBM I now and the way PHP is delivered or other open source is delivered, even the toolkit itself. So um, people actually contributed along the way. Well, let, let me keep going with that because what, I, what I'm finding, or some of our own clients are letting our developers use more open source tools that are out there. And it really has changed the paradigm of the solutions that we can deliver. For example, I'm looking at your website now and one of the, sessions that you that you have is impress your boss your boss with, with open source mm -hmm. and i'm just reading the abstract and they talk about creating graphics pdfs content management for the web right. so th my point is it literally my, my toolbox has quadrupled or far more than that the things i can offer running natively on the on the same platform is is all available to me it's just a matter of knowing what how to deploy these different technologies yeah not to mention calling your RPG programs and getting JSON back or getting XML back with just a few lines of code using the toolkit out there. You could, you could from any of these languages or even from .NET or whatever language you have, um, call your RPG program or COBOL program or CLs, just a few lines of code and get uh, data back that you can use in, in your applications for the web or for APIs. APIs is a major um, use of open source languages now to connect. Say you say your company is adopting Salesforce or some other software like that that's running on a cloud or somewhere. You can connect to it using APIs from your RPG, PHP, Python, Node, so on, and go back and forth and keep control over your data. You know, you mentioned earlier. You mentioned about attorneys, corporate attorneys, reviewing 
how to adopt this. And I, I did some research and I very quickly came to this term that I've seen a recovering term, copy left. And I, I know some corporations have been a bit reluctant to bring open source into their off into their enterprises because of licensing issues. Are, are there any quick, I mean, I'm sure if you and I were to have a licensing discussion, we could probably talk for hours at end about licensing of this, right. but are, are, are there any quick gotchas or is there any one particular license that we should avoid or one that we should only always use to, to make sure that we're in compliance? And, and first of all, what is, even go that far, what is the issue with licensing? If, if you can describe that in, in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, this open source software usually has a license of some kind. You should take a look before you adopt it in your corporation. Uh, it's fine just to take to use it, but some, some open source software has a license that says any uh, improvements you make to it have to be shared back to the community as a way of making sure the project continues and thrives. But uh, many don't, many say use it however you wish, as long as you include the original license, like a BSD. BSD is one of the very permissive licenses that says, pretty much says you can do what you like, just include the original license here with what you, if you distribute the software. I even read one license that if you use an open source tool and your own software, you then have to make your source code available on the web, or make it available as well. Maybe not on the web, but you have to make it available as well. Yeah, so you should check it out. Check out the license file with the software and make sure it's okay. And that brings up another question as far as software being free. Some, some companies might say, wait a second, if this is free, I'm getting what I pay for. And how secure is this code? Or, or how well written is this code? Or who's supporting this code? If I have a problem with this, how do I get a, a patch to this? And, and why is that not better than having one company stand, stand behind a particular tool? Yeah, there are pros and cons to any approach. I think benefits of open source just to just to take that side of it i'm, I'm not against uh, proprietary software at all there's benefits to that too but a benefits to open source is this you can actually see the source code bugs can be identified and fixed you uh, in the public can request a fix you can make a suggestion for a fixed so uh, if it's a persistently persistent feature you wish you had or if it were a fix to it you can suggest one and make it easier so that's, that's part of it. Uh, you'll usually can find out who's behind the software. There's often a commercial sponsor somewhere, but there's usually, I find there's often commercial support, even for open source. An example is Red Hat. It's a very famous example that IBM purchased Red Hat. It supports Linux, provides supported distributions of Linux software. And so Linux itself is a free or an open source operating system. And then Red Hat kind of certifies it and uh, distributes it and provides support for it. And even Many companies do that in the IBM space too. IBM provides uh, support for open source. Siden Group does for PHP open source. So, and many others do too. So I would say um, you still can get commercial support. And what, what will happen in the open source sense, like say someone comes to Siden Group and says, look, oh, we found a, there's an issue with this PHP. There's a bug or this module needs some update or something. We'll say, okay, we could actually either fix it ourselves or make a request to the open source maintainers of the package. Like we did this, there was a conflict with the DB2 um, component and something in PHP called opcache, which is a for, for performance. And so we diagnosed the issue and then we talked to the opcache people, opcache module people. They said, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll make an exception for IBM DB2 in our code. And so it wasn't something that we had to maintain going forward. 
um, the community will maintain it going forward, but we, we kind of um, then they called it upstreaming, meaning the whole community benefits from it. That's an example of, of how commercial paid support dovetails with the free and open nature of um, open source. So I surely need, as a developer, I surely need to dip my toe into the, into the, the, the water here to see what this is all about. Because I, I really think by, by going down to learn more about this, I can, I can uh, I said earlier, I can deliver much more robust and, and not robust, but just new, as I said, new, new things to my, my clients and to the community as a whole. What about RPG? Are there, what other resources can I find? I know there, there, are, there is at least one that I know of, um, OSSILE, that, that has RPG open source. Have you ever used any of those tools? Yeah, well, I, I personally haven't, although I've copied and pasted a lot of really good RPG over the years, especially like for API calls and things that's been out there. So I, I know I can code an RPG, but it's not my specialty. Other people inside the group are better at RPG than I am. So I kind of usually will defer, although I can do it if I have to. Um, so I would say, I mean, uh, open source is just as legitimate for RPG as anything else. Like what about um, CGI Dev 2 and all those tools and what's your thoughts? Well, what, so what you're describing here, Alan, it, it, IP, uh, what's it called, IBMI unit? IBMI unit, uh, that's the newer tool that Marina Shrink right. has. Um, right. Of course, there was the, the original RPG unit for testing. IBMI right. unit is, is the newer, is the new one that Marina has put out there as well. Open source, as you said. You talked about, you mentioned performance, and that's one question that just comes to my mind also. Um, do I need to have any special hardware or are there any special default system values that one needs to know about if I'm going to start going in this direction in a, in a more, in a more meaningful way. So to set up, to set up your system, to set up your IBMI system. Correct. For, for success with open source. Right. Uh, yeah. Be on, um, I mean, be on a, a supported version of the operating system. Uh, IBM 7.2 was the release where the major improvements came to, for, for, for delivering open source on IBMI. So be on a supported version of the operating system, 7.2 being the really, I would say, minimum for things to work smoothly. Alan, I'll tell you, this is a, a very good primer. And <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion that you and I could easily, easily talk for another, I don't even know, several more hours and just keep talking about this and keep drilling into this. And I have a feeling you'll be back down the road because this is such a fascinating topic to me, not only because it's new technology, but, but as you said, also more, it's allowing more developers to come onto the platform, which is always a good thing. Anything we can do out there to, to further promote IBMI is, is a great thing. And having open source, as you described it so far, is just, is just great. We are actually out of time ready, if you can imagine that. Talk about, uh, talk about time flying, right? Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alan, I want to thank you very much. I, I, I have to tell you that uh, I really do look to you as a leader in the community. You, know, you are an IBM champion, and I appreciate your time on this. I, I'll just give a quick shout out to your, your website, sidengroup.com. You can learn more about Alan and his team and how, how he's delivering um, successful open source projects amongst many other things. Alan, thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure, Charlie, anytime. Great, thanks. Bye everybody, thank you for joining us today. Bye-bye.